very few places have as much history as Berlin. It has history about its golden age, its fall, and then its current glory. Wait, 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 I almost forgot. There's also a tad bit of haunted history. I'm Rishu Sheth, and this is Legend. There's a zombie hospital in Wibinsi. My people in Berlin, if I said that wrong, I'm sorry, I might say some things wrong, I'm not from Berlin. So yeah, there's a hospital in Wibinsi. It used to be for kids, but they were all eaten. Their brains gorged upon by the zombies that took their place. Now, they call it home, making it a zombie hospital. Zombie hospital ambulances ferry sick and injured zombies to their care. And after they patch them up and resuscitate their ailing comrades, they eat their brains too. Or rather, they're German zombies, after all. Like the zombies, the hospital itself is incurable. Not even insensitive. They also set the place alight so they can get off again. Investors who purchased it in 2005 from letting it fall to the ground as they went back by promises made to procure it from the city. Allegedly, a front for Russian investors, MWZ Bio Renaissance GmbH, said it was going to build a cancer treatment here, but the powers that could only watch helplessly as a company did precisely nothing after buying it. The state owned Leigenschaft Funds, Berlin. For years to reshin the sale before success came in 2015 when Landgericht Berlin, a regional court, awarded the property back to the city. Local politicians are celebrated by declaring plans for the apartment. The Kinder House story begins in March 1908 when it was decided to build Prussia's first municipal children's center to help combat rising infant mortality rates at the time. Construction got underway in June of 1909, overseen by the prominent architect Carl James Bruhing. He built a load of stuff in Berlin and later in Leipzig. On July 8th of 1911, the hospital was inaugurated amid great fanfare on what was then called Kinderbrodelli. It had a little park for therapeutic purposes, and best of all, milk production facilities, with a cow shed, dairy, and everything needed for milk storage and transportation. Not only was the hospital considered one of the best of its kind anywhere, but it hosted the Third International Congress for the Study and Prevention of Infant Mortality from September 11th to 15th that same year. Of course, more buildings were added down the years, as can be discerned from their varying and contrasting styles, but the cow's facilities were done away with in 1920. Well, they catered instead of the city. Later in 1965, they became a dairy farm in nearby Heinzerdorf, 
I presume they weren't using the same cows or the milk must have been fairly sour. The hospital was again expanded with a new wing on October 1987. But the whole thing was cruelly shut down after 85 and a half years of service to Berlin's newest arrivals on January 1st of 1997. Been lying idle ever since, punished repeatedly by weather and brainless zombies who insist on burning it. Bruised, battered, and burnt. It pines for the days that used to welcome brand new little people into the world and care for bigger little people who suffered misfortunes. But its lifeblood is denied, and the property speculators' talons are already deep. Workers were already on site at the last time of this podcast. The zombies' days are finally numbered, but the days of haunting aren't. You expect decaying corpses, chopped up bodies, putrid specimens of flesh, the remains of fevered experiments, but all the evidence is gone. Surgically Some clues remain. because there was no longer a university in West Berlin following the division of the city after the war. Maybe they did mean F.U. Berlin about the East. The Institute of Anatomy moved into the building designed by Ernst Huntemiller on November 20th of 1949, and its students quickly got to work, chopping up the corpses stored in cool rooms, and generally engaging in dubious behavior with people who were 
no longer in a position to object. The building itself was built in 1929, but apparently that wasn't a position to object either. It's been abandoned since 2005, and thrashed to a certain extent in the meantime, though not as much as you'd expect. Perhaps the lab rats have learned to defend their abode now that they're broken free of its cool sh cruel shackles. Maybe the ghosts of tortured souls will still roam the campus corridors to ensure no more scientifically minded students dare entered with dissecting scissors, scalpels, pins, or forceps. The 5,100 square meter site has been acquired by Aldi Nord, but the discount supermarket chain's plan to build the shopping center there has run into difficulties with its Local politicians want to protect the established tasers at Down and Das Squas, or the castle, a shopping center, and Rathagus Daguglitz, according to Berliner Walsh. Usually, Berlin's politicians don't give a damn. But evidently, the existing real outlets are worried about the competition and have made friends in high places. Perhaps the lab rats and tortured servants have lent their support to. 50 years of hacking, snipping, clipping, tearing, stealing, and being turned inside out. You couldn't blame them. Would you? I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Legend. Make sure to leave us a review to let us know what you think of our podcast. If you feel like it, you can share Legend with your friends. And as always, thanks for listening.